Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Ah, taking that breath of love and gratitude. So this week, Father's Day is upon us. And uh, I've been thinking about that a lot. I've been thinking about my relationship with my own father and the Heavenly Father. And I am ready to pray. So I'm inviting you to do as I'm doing and place your hand on your heart. Let's bless our time together so that we're heart opened, mind opened, heart mind congruent and totally available for the highest level of healing and expansion that we're calling forth through this radio show. We are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence and we rejoice that we can have a healing, we rejoice that it is our true nature to be loving, to be open and receptive to healing. We're calling it forth right now, making ourselves available for a level of transformation and forgiveness, healing, opening, acceptance that's unprecedented. Breathing deeply, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we remember our true identity and the true identity of all of our brothers and sisters that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love and this is our nature and we rejoice to discover it to allow it to unfold in our hearts and in our minds we're setting ourselves free liberation is at hand In grace and gratitude, we truly share the benefits of our healing and our expansion, our awakening with everyone, with all beings, because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Divine grace. Awake in our awareness. (laughs) Woohoo! So, as you would probably know, if you've been listening to the show for a while or listening to my classes and things like that that I offer, you probably know that I've had an amazing healing and journey with my family. And, uh, in fact, I offer a seven-week class called Finding Freedom. It's a boot camp kind of a class, if you can imagine something in spirituality but it's about really deepening your practice and the first time I offered that class a number of years ago I called it family freedom because I'd had such incredible and miraculous healing in my family now one of the things that I did was I really worked the course in miracles I worked that course over and over and over again. And here's the the main thing that I did. I was willing to recognize with the help of the 
higher Holy Spirit self, I was willing to recognize that my judgments and my opinions were creating every problem that I was having. Every sense of separation was actually the result of a judgment or an opinion. So the truth of the matter is we're united. We're one. And that's always going to be so. We can't undo that. We can't get out of the oneness of all life, although we can deny it with our mind, as we well know. <laughs> and we can get all manner of suffering with ourselves. And every time we deny the oneness of all life, basically we're in judgment. We're in our own belief system. And our belief system... That old BS, that old belief system is not serving us. And our wake-up calls the fact that we feel distressed when we go into judgments and opinions. We feel upset. We feel frustrated. We feel irritated. We feel depressed. We feel despair. Whenever we believe things that aren't true, we feel a disturbance. I think of it as divine disturbance, divine order, Thank God we cannot feel comfortable and peaceful while choosing to believe something that's not true. Why does the truth liberate us? Because it brings us back to our natural state. We have to choose to believe something that's not true. We have to go out of our way to affirm something that's not true. And for many of us, that that affirms affirmation of untruth really we we come in we incarnate with beliefs i think of it as negative karma all kinds of belief systems all kinds of i think of them really as patterns mental patterns and beliefs about what's right and what's wrong what's good and what's bad what we should and shouldn't be doing and all of these opinions and judgments all of these attachments to being right or to being wrong. Many of us come in with attachments and beliefs about how wrong we are, how bad we are, how, how unworthy we are. And then in our lifetime, in our growing up, we have an opportunity to dissolve and resolve those patterns of false belief or to increase them, to energize them, to give them power, right? So this is the basic, fundamental thing that we learn in New Thought, in the teachings of unity, in the teachings of science of mind, in the teachings of A Course in Miracles. And we all know that it's our responsibility, it's our ability to respond that we're cultivating, it's our responsibility to look for the truth, to affirm the truth, and to treasure the truth rather than the false beliefs. So again and again, every day, we have, we have new opportunities to choose again, choose again, choose again. This is one of the fundamental teachings of A Course in Miracles. Choose again. If you're upset, choose again. Choose how you'll look at it. Choose to align with the Holy Spirit. Choose to see with divine vision. Choose to think only the thoughts you think with God rather than your own opinions and judgments. So for me, one of the people in my life who's been most helpful to me 
in learning how to clarify my mind, how to purify my mind, how to pollute my mind, how to <laughs> how to choose judgment. Both sides of the coin is my dad and my grandfather. And I thank them for it. I thank them for their examples of what works and what doesn't work. And I thank for that, them for the things they taught me that didn't work and the things that taught, they taught me that did work in terms of my healing and my spiritual growth and awakening. I've yet to meet one person on this planet who's not a mixed bag. <laughs> so everybody's a mixed bag. We can be angry and mad and resentful that others are a mixed bag, but I'm a mixed bag too. So it doesn't make sense to blame and resent others for being a mixed bag like me. Instead, we have the divine opportunity in every moment to see ourselves and to see them correctly. Now, for a long, long time, I was in resentment. I was in uh, anger and upset, tremendous anger and upset. I was a complainer. I was a whiner. And I was always on the offense, right? A best defense is a good offense. So I was always looking for how to attack first, first attack. Oh, and I, I kind of learned that from my dad and my grandfather. Um, my grandmother's too, and my mom too, but I, I was a daddy's girl. So I learned a lot from my dad. And I really thought he was a giant, a hero, and so smart. He is very smart and so good. He is very good. But he also could be intensely judgmental, and he could get so angry. Now, gosh, imagine if when I was a little kid and my dad got angry, I could have said to him, he did that. I know I'm only four years old. But I'm pretty sure you're never upset for the reason you think. So maybe you're the one that needs a time out. <laughs> but of course, that doesn't happen. And <laughs> so, but what happened for me was I was filled with, um, I had all kinds of denial. I didn't want to see certain things about, um, my dad, my relationship with my dad, I didn't want to see how all the judgment and the opinions and how he taught that to me, how he learned it from his dad and he taught it to me. I thought that that was the good stuff, being really opinionated and judgmental. I thought that was my treasure, was that I was so clever in my judgments and opinions. There was no one for whom I did not have a litany of judgments and opinions. And I thought, oh, I was so clever in all my judgments and opinions. I knew I was always right. Oh, I was so good at it. My sharp mind was sharp like a knife, and I had no problem stabbing anyone with it that I thought might come close enough to hurt me. And then as I really got into my spiritual path, maybe about, and I'm not kidding you here, folks, 15 years of spiritual study, dedicated spiritual study, 
I finally started to wake up because I started to have a deep prayer practice and a meditation practice. I started to have a real spiritual practice. And I began to wake up and realize these attack thoughts, these judgments and opinions that are the attack thoughts, the errors in my mind, they're destroying my life, my well-being, my happiness, my relationships. And there is a better way. There is a better way. And I had to surrender because I didn't know the better way. I didn't really know how to find it, how to be it, how to live it. But I was willing. And one of the things that I realized was I came from this long line of people who were very judgmental. They had trained their minds to be very judgmental. That was a family value, being highly opinionated. And this is true for many families. But no one had any idea what the cost was. But I finally could see it. And it took me back. It took me aback. It really floored me. And so in my prayers to meditation, in my writing, I began to declare and affirm that I was going to be the one to liberate my family and my ancestry to share with my brothers and sisters. Now, prior to this, I had thought I would just blame them. That was my plan. I was going to blame them and be resentful. That was my plan. But I decided, oh, no, there's a better way. I can take responsibility, right, that ability to respond, to cultivate that, to set my family free. How magnificent. How wonderful. What an opportunity. Whew. And I began to really be so grateful, crying tears of gratitude. And I began to consciously, mentally extend the healing in all directions of time and space and share it with my family. And I began to develop more and more patience and compassion with every member of my family. Now, I had tried trying to change my family and as many spiritual seekers know, that doesn't work very well. That is not a good plan. Trying to change your family, it's just controlling and manipulating, right? When spiritual seekers are trying to change and teach their family members. Um, uh, my dad said to me a number of times, very sharply, I am not one of your students. I am not one of your your spiritual theories and advice and so and God bless him for that right yeah because if that's the way I was approaching him obviously I was not approaching him with love and compassion I was seeing him as doing something wrong which just increases the challenge it just increases the challenge so for all of you who are fathers Mothers, parents, children, you have parents, whatever place you are in the family. The most debilitating 
thing you can do for your loved ones is to not see them as whole and perfect and complete. To instead project your judgment onto them that something is wrong or missing. That just adds to their challenges and their difficulties. They are there to help you see your lessons. Yes, they're in your life as your projections, as your helpmates. They are your soulmates. They are your brothers and sisters. And they are your liberators if you're willing to choose to see them the way that God sees them without any errors of any kind. This is one of the things that uh, I was talking about last week. Um, for those of you who've been participating in the free class, the Living A Course of Miracles free class at livingacourseofmiracles.com, you can register for it right now if uh, you're not already enrolled. Last week, our two classes were dedicated to walking the talk, your talk in your family, walking the talk in your family. And this is one of the most, this is the most challenging thing, I think, for most of us, is to truly walk our talk in our family. And yet, this is where our healing is. So we can complain, we can be on our challenges in our family, or we can wake up and smell the spiritual coffee, and realize that this is our divine opportunity to get her done, to have that deep and profound healing. And I'm telling you, that's what I did, and it has been miraculous for me. Miraculous. And this is why I feel compelled to share with you. And I'm grateful, grateful, grateful that we need to be together right now it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. And together, we are walking the talk and living the love right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So, Father's Day Makeover. Yes. What I'm inviting you to do is to be willing to take charge for your healing in your family, to say, I am the one. I am the one who is going to hold fast to knowing the truth and seeing the truth and being the truth and living the truth. I am the one. I'm not going to look for someone else to do that for me. I am the one. Because for the longest time, because my parents were older than me, of course, everybody's parents are older than them. <laughs> but, you know, as a kid growing up, I looked to my parents, right? They were smarter than me. They knew better than me. But there comes a point where it's whoever can see the love opportunity is the one who's seeing clearly. Instead of looking for them, oh, I'll, I'll forgive when they forgive. 
I'll apologize when they apologize. I'll speak to them first when they speak to me. I'll go over there when they, you know, always waiting, always making it conditional. Hello, love is not conditional. It's not conditional. It's never been, it never will be. Love is constant. Love is live streaming all the time. It's always available for us. Let us not deny love. In order for us to be happy and to be awake and to have that true spiritual awakening that we desire, it's not about reading the right book or teaching the right class or taking the right class or uh, having the right spiritual friends. It's not about finding the right guru. It's never about any of that stuff. It's simply about being willing to choose love and to be dedicated, to be constant to that. Constancy is one of the most important spiritual qualities that we can embody. So spiritual qualities are the timeless, eternal, infinite nature. Spiritual qualities are peace and harmony and joy and clarity and freedom and wisdom, abundance, etc. And they are unconditional and unprecedented and fully available to express through us in every single moment. They are our true identity. That is the kingdom that is pre-installed. Total access to live and express these spiritual qualities 24-7. The only reason we're not experiencing them 24-7 is because we choose to deny them in the form of denying that they exist or that they are our true identity or that they are the true identity of someone else. So when we withhold love, when we withhold kindness, we we withhold patience and forgiveness, then we are denying ourselves our healing. And the time has come for us to declare that we are the one. Now, we may not know how to begin or where to begin, but if we're willing, we will be shown. Yes, we will be shown. Now, many of us spiritual seekers, we start from a place of we don't have a good, strong practice. And so, in fact, actually, I'll just mention right now, in the Living a Course in Miracles series, the free 16 classes, 8-week series, that you can find at livingacourseinmiracles.com, if you choose, uh, We have two classes this week, and this week our focus is on spiritual practice. David Hoffmeister is our teacher this week. I invite you to join us. Join us. And you also can get some real help from um, some of the videos I have at my YouTube channel. So I invite you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Jennifer H. Hadley at YouTube.com. Jennifer H. Hadley. A lot of people love to watch the videos, find it very helpful. So you can watch some uh, videos where I share there as well. A lot of us doubt whether or not we can succeed. We doubt ourselves. In fact, I want to share something from the course, actually from the Manual for Teachers. And this is a favorite section here we 
we call for a healing all the time and we doubt whether or not we're going to have a healing. And this is chapter two. No, I'm sorry, chapter seven in the teacher's manual. And chapter seven is entitled, Should Healing Be Repeated? And it says here in paragraph four, one of the most difficult temptations to recognize is that to doubt a healing because of the appearance of continuing symptoms is a mistake in the form of lack of trust. So we call for a healing in our relationships, right? And this is what I did. I recognized that basically all of my relationships were special relationships, ego-based relationships. I needed a healing in all of my relationships. And so I read in A Course in Miracles that I could call the Holy Spirit to help me. And the Holy Spirit would absolutely transform every single relationship from special to holy. And that the Holy Spirit would do all the heavy lifting. And all I had to do was follow divine guidance and hold to the love. Now, I found that that was not easy. It was very challenging. And day in and day out, I found myself being brought to my knees in prayer, turning over my opinions and my judgments to the Holy Spirit, releasing them, saying, please, Lift these judgments and opinions off of me. I recognize that they have no value, that they are ruining my life. They are destroying my well-being. I am interested only in the thoughts I think with God. I'm interested only in my liberation and sharing that liberation with everyone. I'm interested in freedom. Over and over and over again, I invoke the Holy Spirit to help me offload, heal, resolve, and dissolve the opinions and judgments that were ruining my life. And it worked. It worked because I was committed. I knew that my opinions and judgments were nothing of value. I knew that love was the only thing of value. And I was willing to have a healing. So I kept calling it forth. Now, I totally understand what it says in this section about you've called for the healing. You've called for the Holy Spirit to turn that relationship into a holy relationship. And it still feels icky, it still feels complicated, it still feels painful. And the thought is to give up. The thought is to doubt that the healing has already happened. Very, very tempting. It's unbelievably tempting. In fact, I know as a science of mind practitioner and minister, my training in prayer was to hold fast and to not doubt that the answered prayer was it was done it was it was being received by me in that moment regardless of appearances and to hold now the other thing is is if you have in your mind that the answered prayer looks a particular way that has to be a particular way you may have an attachment you may have a judgment you may have a limited thought that you're choosing to hold on to. Release that to the Holy Spirit. Release that to your higher self. Be willing to open your mind and say, on a certain level, I don't know anything. I don't know how it's supposed to look. I don't know how it should be. I don't know how it should happen. 
I don't know any of that. All I know is I'm going to make the most of every opportunity to choose love that comes my way. I am going to surrender every judgment and opinion that comes my way. And working with our fathers and anything we have left that we might be holding against ourselves or our fathers in that relationship is so liberating. Let us honor that connection. That relationship is a path of liberation for many of us when we're willing to see our mothers and fathers as our brothers and sisters. There just comes a point in our life when we have to see our mothers and fathers as our brothers and sisters. That is the path of liberation and awakening. And it's our responsibility to extend love to them, to see them correctly. So it says in here in the section 7, paragraph 4, this is the teacher's manual, page 22 in my copy. One of the most difficult temptations to recognize is that to doubt a healing because of the appearance of continuing symptoms is a mistake in the form of lack of trust. So trust is critical. Trust is critical to our awakening, right? We've got to have trust and faith in God. We're moving our place. We go from placing our trust and faith in our own opinions and judgments to being willing to place it in God, in love. It says here, as such, it is an attack. So when we have doubt, it's an attack, right? That's helpful because the attack, the doubt, it's energizing a sense of separation. So we must train our mind that we can and the healing is here. It's here in the invisible and it's being revealed in form. Remember, Course of Miracles teaches us all thought produces form at some level. It has to. It always will. So we must keep our thoughts focused on creating an experience of love in our life, being able to see with the eyes of love. So doubt has no place in our mind, and we need to pull it up like we're weeding our garden. So when the temptation comes to have a doubt, we say, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. I have no interest in you. And for me, the practice that worked for me was to make a holy offering to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, these thoughts of doubt, these thoughts of lack and attack, I'm not interested in them anymore. I'm not. I'm really not. And I am making an offering of them to you. If, Anyone else, any brother, any sister in the human race also has this thought. Let them have a healing too. Let that healing be extended to all of us. Yes, in this way, we become such a beneficial presence in our life. Now it says here, it does appear unreasonable 
at first to be told that continued concern is attack. So if we're praying for a healing, the healing we're not seeing it with our eyeballs and we're not yet feeling it, there's a tendency to go into doubt. We must train ourselves to hold fast and see beyond experience what 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 the appearances are. It says, love without trust is impossible, and doubt and trust cannot coexist. So we choose love, we choose trust, and the doubt has to dissolve. In the very same way that if you walk into a room that appears to be dark, it's simple. You turn on the light and the darkness is gone. You don't have to argue with the darkness. So if you're feeling doubt, don't argue with the doubt. Place your trust in love. Begin to think loving thoughts. Choose loving thoughts. Open your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit. Weed the garden. Make holy offerings. This is what worked for me. Now, in paragraph 5, I love this part here. The real basis for doubt about the outcome of any problem that has been given to God's teacher for resolution is always self-doubt. So there's really only one kind of doubt, and it's self-doubt. So even if you're doubting God's love, you're doubting the healing, you're doubting your prayer work, it's all about doubting your self. What are you doubting? You're doubting that you have placed your own trust and belief in God. Because maybe you have a tendency to place your trust in your own judgments and opinions. So this is good news because the path to healing, the fast path to healing, is to demand of yourself to place your trust in God. I call it a radical trust. And it transformed my life. Are you willing to transform your life? You don't have to pay anyone to teach you this. This I'm offering to you free. It's there in A Course of Miracles. <clears throat> you don't have to take a class in this. Although I definitely offer many, many classes that are supportive, many of them are free. <laughs> so you don't have to have a guru. You don't have to have uh, a PhD. You don't have to have a special book. You, but you have to have the willingness to place your trust in God rather than your own opinions and judgments. It says here that the real basis for doubt about the outcome of any problem that has been given to God's teacher, that's you, for resolution is always self-doubt. And that necessarily implies that trust has been placed in an illusory self, right? So not our true identity. For only the illusion can be doubted, right? The That, sorry, this illusion can take many forms. Perhaps there's a fear of weakness and vulnerability. Perhaps there's a fear of failure and shame associated with a sense of inadequacy. Perhaps there is a guilty embarrassment stemming from a false identity. Oh, sorry, false humility. The form of the mistake is not important. What is important is only the recognition of a mistake as a mistake. 
So our job is to be willing to see the mistakes that we're making mentally. Many spiritual seekers have a false humility, (laughs) right? That false humility is getting you into trouble. That false humility, that is doubting your true identity. Be yourself. Be loving. That is your true nature, to be loving. So we're grateful. We're grateful that we can shift our mind and we can have a... We're we're about this week. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're having a Father's Day makeover. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles. Love right here on Unity Online Radio. Don't go away. I'll be right back. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. Is your life on hold? Do you feel stuck? Are you a success story to everybody but yourself? Are you tired of getting ready to get ready? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then tune in every Wednesday to Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and friends. Get ready to answer your life's highest calling. Reclaim your life with Reverend Kevin and friends and explore distinctions for becoming a person of purpose, power, passion, peace, and prosperity. Call in with your questions and comments for real-time coaching and conversation committed to inspiring and empowering you to design and live the life of your dreams. That's Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and Friends every Wednesday right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back, 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 back. 
having a Father's Day makeover together? Are you willing to be willing? Sometimes it takes willing to be willing to be willing to place your trust and faith in love itself. Love is our healer. Love is the only healer that there is. Are you being Are you willing to be the one in your family who says, I will take this on, I'm going to heal myself, and I'm going to share the benefits with everyone in my family? Because here's what happened in my family. Tremendous transformation. Now, I don't actually spend that much time with my family anymore because they're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. But what I can absolutely tell you is that there has been tremendous transformation in my family in the way we relate to each other, the way we talk to each other, the way we hold each other. And I really will say it's because I made such a commitment to being loving and compassionate. And still stuff comes up all the time, but now I have such a dedication and increases all the time. And I have recognized that in my family is one of the most rich and helpful places for me to deepen my spiritual practice. So if you're one of those spiritual seekers that you're looking to deepen your spiritual practice and open and have a spiritual awakening, and you're still holding stuff against your family, you have overlooked that mine of gold. You've got a diamond mine in your backyard and you're crying poverty. That's really the truth of it. Your family is your diamond mine. Your family is your gold mine. Instead of thinking that they're a burden, it's your opinions and judgments that are a burden. Who decides what your opinions and judgments are? Do you know? Because it's you. It definitely was me. Now, it says here in in the course, in the Manual for Teachers, right? We doubt ourselves because we have all these fears and these weaknesses and the shame and the blame and all these things that we treasure instead of love. So we doubt ourselves. We doubt whether or not we're trustworthy because we know from our track word that we don't keep our word. We say we're not going to have any more cookies and then we eat the whole bag. We say we're not going to have sex with that person and then we do. We say we're not going to watch any more TV and then we do. We say we're not going to lie and then we do. We do all these things that we say we're not going to do. So then we feel we're not trustworthy. And then we get mad at the people in our lives who appear not to be trustworthy and we make it all about them we blame god for not answering our prayers but it's an inside job it will never not be an inside job we must dedicate ourselves to being pristine this is where the joy gets unlocked This is how we discover the kingdom which is within we must value the treasure that we are that we already have. It's pre-installed. How wonderful that we can unlock it. How wonderful that we can say, I'm the one I've been waiting for. And I'm here. I'm here now. (laughs) I'm here now. And instead of waiting for my father to do something, I'm going to be the one. But we have to do it. Now, this is key. This is key. Be glad you're still listening. You have to do it without expectation. 
Expectation is attachment. It's judgment. It's opinion. It's shooting, right? If you have an expectation of how your dad should respond, how your loved one should respond to your magnificence, to your loving heart, to your choosing compassion, if you have any attachments whatsoever, any expectations, that's what attachments are, expectations, you're going to create suffering. You're going to be in doubt. You are not trustworthy. You are not, that's not unconditional love. Unconditional love has no expectations. So it says here now on page 23 in the Manual for Teachers, paragraph 6 in the section on should healing be repeated, number 7, chapter 7 in the Manual for Teachers. It says, we have to just simply recognize what a mistake is and that we've made a mistake. The mistake is always some form of concern with the self to the exclusion of the patient, right? So the mistake is it's our concern about ourselves. It is a failure to recognize him as part of the self and thus represents a confusion in identity. Conflict about what you are has entered your mind and you have become deceived about yourself. And you are deceived about yourself because you have denied the source of your creation. If you are offering only healing, you cannot doubt. So if you're offering love and only love, you cannot doubt. Place your faith and trust. Have a radical trust in your creator. Remember that love is the healer. Focus on the love. If you really want the problem solved, you cannot doubt. If you are certain what the problem is, you cannot doubt. The problem is our own mind holding on to judgments and opinions, expectations, thoughts of lack and attack. Doubt is the result of conflicting wishes, right? When we wish that we could hold on to our opinions and other people would change and be more like we like. <laughs> Oh boy, doubt is the result of conflicting wishes. Be sure of what you want and doubt becomes impossible. So when you're sure that love is all you're interested in, doubt becomes impossible. Isn't that wonderful to know? This is a guarantee. This is not a maybe. So we become focused on recognizing our own mistakes and choosing love, love is the healer. Love is our true identity. So we're grateful and we're thankful that we can remember ourselves and we can have a healing. I've had an amazing Father's Day makeover with my dad. One year when I was a kid, I forgot Father's Day. And when Father's Day came, my dad was so disappointed in me. His feelings were so hurt. He he did so much for me. And I forgot it wasn't a priority. Now my priority is to choose love. I choose love and love chooses me. This is my mantra. Yes, I'm interested in extending love to all my brothers and sisters, including my parents. <laughs> and if you would like support, 
I have so much support for you at jenniferhadley.com, livingacourseofmiracles.com, daily prayers, free classes. And if you're really having trouble getting over it with your dad or anyone else, go to jenniferhadley.com and get my Get Over It free workshop. Become my prayer partner. Get into that daily spiritual practice with me. Join with uh, well over a thousand people around the world in daily prayer and healing. So let's have a prayer right now. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and say yes to your healing. Yes to living a life of love. We invoke the Holy Spirit into our relationships, into our heart and mind. And we are in this very moment willing to be trustworthy. We are willing to stay focused on love and to release any habit that we have of judging, being opinionated, doubting, resenting, regretting. We are here to be the perfect givers and receivers of love. We accept that charge and we share the benefits of our healing with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for choosing love.